This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008 or visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, when I look back to my younger days, I cringe at some of the financial mistakes I made. And that's not to imply that I made any life-altering mistakes or really made more mistakes than the average young adult. But man, sometimes I look back and think, if I only knew then what I know now. (laughs) Now, as a financial services professional, I do my best to help my clients avoid mistakes. But I also remind them that we're all human. So mistakes are inevitable. The trick is to do everything you can to not make the same mistake twice. So on our show today, we're going to examine some of the most frequent financial mistakes and what you can do to avoid them. But before we get into our topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, whose intelligence and quick thinking always helps our show avoid mistakes. Hey, Tony, how are you, buddy? Whoa, hey, I'm not perfect. I mean, that was quite an introduction. I don't know if I can live up to that, but hey, I try to help out the show as much as I can, Albert. You know that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I and I really appreciate how you said that, hey, there's nothing wrong with making the occasional mistake because, <laughs> hey, we all do it, but it does become a problem when you either, A, make the same mistake over and over again, or B, make mistakes that are very costly and affect you financially. Those you definitely want to avoid, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, So this is going to be a great topic. Uh, First, how have you been? Are you busy, Albert? I have. I've been busy, obviously, uh, finishing up the summer. We just had Labor Day holiday and, uh, you know, out boating and uh, enjoying what's left of the nice, maybe, hopefully, uh, Indian summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been beautiful out, and uh, I love this time of year anyway. I mean, the beginning of fall is always the best weather, isn't it? Yes, it is, and the smells and yeah. the leaves and the colors. Love it. I that's, add, why Michi- that's why I'm in Michigan, buddy. Well, right, <laughs> right. And, and Minnesota, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, yes. just the, the Midwest is great. Well, you know, uh, this is going to be a good topic. What do you have for us first? How do you want to get us started? Well, we'll start with the Investopedia article, top 10 most common financial mistakes. Um, It actually has some good information that we can build today's conversation around. So the article's first potential mistake is frivolous overspending. This part of the article contains this great line, quote, 
Great fortunes are often lost one dollar at a time. End quote. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I think that's just beautiful. Beautifully said. Stopping for a bagel and coffee every morning on the way to the office may not seem like a big deal in the moment. But when you add that $7 or up over the course of a month and then a year, you suddenly have a sizable pile of money. Now, here's some more numbers. Spending a mere $25 a week on lunches adds up to $1,300 a year. For most of us, $1,300 is quite a bit of money that could be used to make, let's say, a few car payments or to significantly pay down a high interest rate credit card. So if you're young and just starting out or you're very close to retirement, it's often essential to avoid overspending. Now, when I talk about this subject, I'm always worried that people will think I'm advocating that they pinch every penny and never enjoy life. No, no, no. That's not it at all. By all means, take a vacation, go to a ball game or dinner out with friends. Just be smart and don't overdo it. Right. Yeah, that's the key is to not overdo it. It's sometimes easier said than done. But uh, what's the old <laughs> expression, right? All things in moderation. Yes, yes. So when we take another look at this, the next mistake you should seek to avoid is falling into a cycle of seemingly never-ending payments. You know, you don't want to be a financial, let's say, uh, Sisyphus, endlessly pushing your bills up a hill. Take some time to sit down and examine what you're spending each month and then ask yourself, do I really need this? Music and TV streamers, expensive gym memberships, these are things you fork over money to month after month, and in the end, you own exactly nothing. Again, this is another place where prudence doesn't mean going without. If Netflix is your primary source of TV shows and movies, well, it's probably worth the money. But if you're watching Netflix that much, do you really do you really need five more streaming memberships? <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I went through our streaming services, Albert. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, and we have, you know, my wife and I and three kids. There's five of us. Oh boy! And we have yes. we have nine streaming <laughs> services, TV wow. related, nine. I mean, and I oh can tick goodness. them off, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Apple Plus, uh, BritBox. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you know, it just Amazon Prime. It just goes on and on and on. So, um, Prime. Yeah, you need to you. find the one that you're using the most. Yeah. Follow, follow the, the suggestion here. <laughs> well, I, I oh, I know. We got rid of a couple. I'm like, have has anyone watched this one in the last three months? You know, and, <laughs> and it's not like we even have contracts. You can cancel them and yeah. re resubscribe right. if you want to later on. So uh, I think that's that's important. And obviously, avoiding financial mistakes is a, a great reason to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, Albert, because then... Uh, you know, you can help people find those retirement income streams, maximize their social security, build a legacy plan, mm -hmm. you know, make sure they're saving enough for retirement, go through the spending and identify things uh, that people might want to reconsider when it comes to their spending or their budget and their finances, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, Tony. Uh, that's one of the, I guess, one of the biggest uh, obstacles that we have when we do financial planning is to make sure that people can identify what and where they're spending. Okay. Now, next, you should work hard to avoid living on borrowed money. 
swiping or tapping your card for anything and everything is incredibly common these days. But it's often unwise to pay double-digit interest rates on things like gas, groceries, and hotel rooms that you're typically done with before the credit card bills even do. So as much as possible, keep enough cash in your account so that you can use your debit card for these types of purchases. That way you're getting what you need without paying interest. Remember, Relying too much on credit cards is a slippery slope that can lead you to spending more than you actually earn. Yeah, this is where a lot of people get into trouble. And, you know, if any mm-hmm. of our listeners out there need to have at least one credit card for emergencies or larger purchases, you, you really want to find a card that also has useful perks or achievable perks and then pay off the balance at the end of each month to maximize it, right? Yes, for sure. I mean, got to take advantage of those perks. Uh, So utilize that. But like you said, what's the most important? Pay the balance off each month. Yeah. So the next financial mistake, though, as well, could trip you up is spending too much on a house. While the average American home seems to be growing larger and larger, you should really give some thought to whether you really need to pay for all that extra space. You know, if you have a very large family, well, Perhaps you need a 6,000-square-foot house, but that means more taxes, higher higher utilities, and more complicated upkeep. And again, unless you have a specific need for a large home, why not move your family into something that's smaller and more manageable, but that still suits your needs? You may also find that by purchasing a smaller, smaller home, you'll have more resources to purchase new appliances or make other upgrades. Yeah, good call. So I I think that's really important, Albert, that people understand this. And how can they get a hold of you if they want to set up an appointment or have any questions about their finances or want to get a plan in place? Yeah, listeners, you can visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N. Or call my office at 586-752-7008 and discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about retirement income. All right. Sounds good. And you've been talking about some of these common financial mistakes uh, and how we can avoid them. You know, you talked about overspending, uh, falling into a cycle of never ending payments, living on borrowed money, uh, you know, using credit cards or spending too much on a house. Uh, That was a good one. What do you have for us next? Well, let's stick to the Investopedia article, top 10 most common financial mistakes. And their next point is to purchasing a new car as the next potential financial mistake that you may want to avoid. While millions of new cars are sold each year, very few people can cover the purchase with cash. So not paying cash means making the purchase through financing and financing means you're paying interest on an asset that begins to depreciate uh, basically as soon as you drive it off the lot. Of course, Many people have no other choice than to finance when they need a new car. However, much like our conversation during our first segment about, you know, not buying a home that's larger than you need, it's much the same with vehicles. If you're single or only have one child, do you really need an SUV that seats eight? And if you're retired and intend to travel a fair amount, do you really want something so large it gets poor gas mileage? It's simple. Buy what you need, but not more than you need. And don't forget, 
to test drive several vehicles before you make a final decision. Also, research how much things like tires, oil changes, and other routine maintenance costs for the, the models you're considering. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's easy to fall into that trap where we look at a vehicle as a status symbol or a personal mm-hmm. reward uh, for professional success. But why go down that road? Uh, buy what you need or what suits your needs and, and save that money. And your future retirement will probably thank you for that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Now, you should next avoid relying too much and too often on home equity. Mm. Remember, when you refinance and take cash out of your home, it means you're giving up ownership to someone else. If you're looking to lower your interest rate, refinancing may make sense. Refinancing and using that money to pay off high interest debts may be another smart play. However, a home equity line of credit may be an alternative to refinancing. With a line of credit, you're basically using your equity as a credit card, but be aware that this may also mean you end up paying unnecessary interest in order to use your home equity line of credit. If you're considering either refinancing or opening a home equity line of credit, I urge you to thoroughly discuss both options with a financial services professional before making any final decisions. Yeah, that's always a good bet. I think it's a good point. And I wouldn't make any major financial decisions or even small ones without especially refinancing my home without having a conversation with my financial services professional. And that's where you come in, Albert. So this is a really good point. What's next? Well, the next article next touts living paycheck to paycheck as another mistake you should avoid. A lot of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and that means an emergency expense could lead to financial disaster. In fact, in some cases, living paycheck to paycheck may be the result of overspending. But whatever the root cause, putting yourself in a position where every dime you bring in almost immediately goes back out to pay a bill is extremely precarious. What happens if you or your spouse loses your job? What if your hours are suddenly cut back? See, many financial services professionals suggest setting aside three to six months worth of expenses into an emergency fund you can easily access as needed. Now, I understand that building an emergency fund of that size can be a challenge, but if you can manage it even little by little, I believe you'll have put yourself on a very solid financial ground. So think of it this way. If winter was coming and you knew you needed a new set of tires, would you rather have the cash in hand to pay for them or would you prefer to put them on a credit card and pay interest for who knows how long? I think the answer to that one is pretty obvious, Tony. It is, but so many people uh, can make that mistake. For years, I mm-hmm. I took out my credit card for things like tires, and it was a force of habit as much as anything. <laughs> but uh, I've been disciplined now for quite a while about paying for those kinds of things with my debit card, with money that's in an emergency fund, because that really makes a big difference. Yeah, good, good for you, Tony, because it does. It really does. Now, here's a potential mistake that I'm guessing will come as no surprise to many of our listeners. Not investing in your retirement. You know, if you don't put your money to work for you, whether through the market or other income-producing avenues, you may find that your retirement date gets further and further away. Now, consider taking full advantage of your tax-deferred retirement accounts. And if that plan is through your employer, consider contributing enough to trigger the company match if one is offered. 
Additionally, make sure you have an open and honest conversation with your financial services professional about your risk tolerance because that will help determine how aggressive you want to be when it comes to making money with your money. Well, yeah, there you go. And you definitely don't want to get uh, close to your preferred retirement date only to find out you don't have enough money to make it happen or, or to last you throughout retirement. You have to have that plan in place and work with somebody like yourself. Definitely. Definitely need a plan. In fact, that brings up the finally our next uh, topic of mistakes is not having a plan. In fact, it's perhaps the biggest financial mistake you can make. Your financial future and retirement largely depend on the decisions you make right here, right now. So take just an hour a week to review your finances and assess your goals and meet regularly with your financial services professional. Right. And that's key. I, I, I just, I, I can't, we can't stress that enough. Uh, right. I, I think that's so important mm-hmm. now. Uh, so far, you know, we've had a good conversation about some of these common financial mistakes. What do you have for us next? Well, we, we mentioned not living off borrowed money during our first segment. And I'd like to circle back to it now because I think it deserves more time. Uh, in fact, the Central Bank article, 10 Strategies to Avoid Getting Into Debt, has actually some excellent observations. In fact, its first strategy piece is pretty straightforward. If you can't afford it without using a credit card, don't buy it. You know, credit cards can often lure us into a false sense of uh, security. We can tell ourselves, hey, I'll just put it on plastic and I'll have it paid off in a few months. No problem. But it's important to remember that interest can add up in a hurry and make the climb to becoming debt free that much steeper. Well, yeah, that sounds like a really steep hill. You know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) uh, we live in a credit driven society, though, and uh, in many ways, uh, cash can still be king. And remember, cash doesn't mean you have to have a stack of uh, bills and a money clip in your front pocket, you know, like (laughs) your grandpa might have carried. When you use your debit card instead of a credit card, you're buying things with your cash interest free. You got to remember that. Yes. And another good rule of thumb with credit cards is to not use them for cash advances. You know, if you need to use the car for access to cash, that's a big red flag that you need to adjust your financial strategy. Um, in many cases, the APR for a cash advance is higher than it is for regular purchases. And you'll also often be charged a fee as well for the advance. Yeah. The interest is higher and there's a fee typically. So, uh, that's a huge no, no. And so far, my biggest takeaway is that, Hey, if credit cards are currently a big part of your financial life day to day, you need to consider getting a spending plan in place and work with a financial services professional to come up with a better strategy. I think that's great advice, Tony. Uh, In fact, you should also consider limiting the number of credit cards you have. You know, having a stack of credit cards means you have a stack of monthly bills. And again, it also means that combined interest is adding up. You know, consider keeping your total number of cards as small as you possibly can. And as we noted earlier in the show, consider signing up for cards that provide reasonably achievable perks that you'll actually find useful, like freaking flyer miles or even cash back. Well, yeah, exactly. And I, some cards definitely provide better perks than others, right, Albert? I mean, I think it's a good idea to do your homework before you choose a card. Oh, for sure. For sure. Now, 
Here is a good old-fashioned meat and potatoes way to avoid getting stuck in debt. Build a budget and stick to it. Yes, sure, you may be saying to yourself, gee, build a budget, thanks for the revolutionary advice. But the truth is, you'd be surprised how many people, intelligent, successful people, come into my office, Tony, for an appointment and tell me they don't have any kind of budget or don't even know what they're spending. So in my opinion, one of the best things you can do is budget out your monthly expenses so you can track where your money is going. A budget will also help you determine how much money you should be putting into your 401k or similar tool as well as your savings. Now, another big benefit of a budget is that it often helps make your financial reality crystal clear. That $7 for a morning coffee and bagel, huh? your budget will show you how much it's costing you both monthly and yearly. Chances are the sum total will lead you to exclaim, I'm spending how much? And from there, you adjust your spending accordingly, I believe. Well, yeah, a bagel may be a part of a healthy breakfast, but a budget is part of a healthy financial life, right? And why not <laughs> yes. go over that budget with somebody like yourself, Albert? Uh, get a second opinion on your finances. That's always a good idea. Definitely, definitely. And uh, now let's stay with the idea of budgeting just a bit longer here because another powerful way a budget helps you is by clearly showing you the difference between your needs and your wants. Now, no matter how careful someone is with their finances, there's likely a place where they're spending unnecessary money. Uh, to return to an earlier point, in fact, subscription services is a place many people can cut back. It's becoming increasingly common for people to completely forget about a subscription. But thanks to AutoPay, even if you forget to have the subscription, you're still paying for it. Yeah, that's the problem. And I've fallen into that trap, the AutoPay trap. <laughs> sounds but, like it. Yeah. yeah, well, especially with services that give you, hey, you get a month free or two months free, right. three months free. You try it out, you might decide, hey, that's not for me, but then you forget to go back into the account and cancel it, right? That's uh -huh. that's where they get you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had a number of clients tell me that exact thing, Tony. Uh, it's definitely an oversight that's easy to make, though. Um, in fact, the article also notes that if you receive a pay raise, even, you shouldn't treat it as a reason to spend more money. If your budget worked well with your previous lower salary, continue operating under that amount and place the extra money in your savings. In fact, you'll thank yourself during retirement for this. Yeah, yeah, you will. And this has been a great conversation today, Albert. Do you have any final thoughts for us before we end the show today? You know, folks, if you want to know more about avoiding financial mistakes and building a comprehensive financial strategy, please visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office at 586-752-7008 and discuss how we can answer your questions, address your concerns, because it is our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalonde. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at kaizenfinancialgroup.com. 
Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.